Are you thankful this morning? How thankful are you? Will you take a five-question quiz with me? Just to yourself, do you agree or disagree with these statements? I have so much in life to be thankful for. When I look at the world, I don't see much to be grateful for. If I had to list everything that I felt grateful for, it would be a very long list. As I get older, I find myself more able to appreciate the people, events, and situations that have been part of my life. And the last one. Long amounts of time can go by before I feel grateful to something or to someone. Might be a little gauge of how thankful you are today in your life. One day, I want to be able to dance well. Okay, who am I kidding? One day, I want to be able to dance. You may recognize this man. Anybody? Who is he? Emmett Smith. NFL's leading all-time rusher. Some say Hall of Fame running back. Is Alfred here? I'm sorry, Alfred. You've got a long way to go for your Cowboys. What about this man? Anybody recognize this man? If you recognize the second one, but don't recognize the first one, then that means you've been watching a lot of TV. Because they're the same people. Second one is also Emmett Smith. I was on the phone with my sister earlier this week on Wednesday, and we were talking, and all of a sudden she cuts the conversation short and she says, I've got to go. I said, okay. And she says, don't you have to go? I said, no. She says, you're not watching Dancing with the Stars? Tonight's the finale. I have to go watch and see who wins. Emmett won, if you're curious. Uh, But you probably already knew that. I want to be able to dance because my heart is filled with joy and with gratitude. And some of you here are right there in your lives. Everything's going well. You're happy. You're surrounded by loved ones. And as we head on into the holiday season here, it's going to be all festivities. Others of us this morning may resonate with this lady who submitted this letter to her spiritual leader. And it says, I've just been laid off from my job. One of my children is having trouble in school. And my father is very sick and needs help. 
I know that I should feel grateful for all that we do have. A roof over our heads. It's in the hair. I'm not just making that up. Food. Support from friends and family. But what I really feel is anxiety, fear, and fatigue. What should I do so that I can feel grateful even in times that challenge me physically, emotionally, and spiritually? We've all had these questions, haven't we? In fact, some of us are experiencing these times right now in our lives. It's a touchy subject. It's a sensitive subject. And so this morning, I want to proceed empathetically, cautiously as a loving family. Because while some of us inside are just dancing and filled with joy. Others of us in our family, right here in our church, are experiencing emotions where the last thing that they want to hear are scriptures well-intentioned words from family and friends because all too often our good intentions come out wrong. We just heard these texts but I want to read them again with you. Now is your time of grief but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. You turn my wailings into dancing. You remove my sackcloth and you clothe me with joy. Psalm 30, 11. What do we do as a church family, as a community between now, when we're grieving, and then, when we will all be able to dance with joy and thanksgiving. How is it that we live during these times? Psychologist Albert Ellis gives us some suggestions. He calls them the ABCs of emotional living. Seems pretty simple. Antecedent is the A, stands for our circumstances that we face, the things that happen to us, right? We all have circumstances in our lives. And the C stands for consequences. This is the way I feel or the way I respond to the antecedent, to the things that happen to us. But he says, 
in between the antecedent and the consequences is our belief. He says that the, the greatest thing that, that we do as a culture, the greatest mistake that we make as a culture is that we predict or we feel that A, the antecedent, will predict or dictate what our consequences will be. And he says, no, that's not it. He says, in between them, the beliefs, your thoughts, your system of living can happen and can be in place to help you in your feelings and in your responses. I want to give you an example of this. Do you like cats and dogs? Dog people, raise your hands. Cat people? All right, it seems like cat people are outnumbered. But let me give you an example. A dog looks at his owner and he says, you feed me, you pet me, you play with me, you give me a house. You must be God. A cat looks at his owner and says, you feed me, you play with me, you give me shelter. I must be God. Is that true? You're laughing, so it must be true. We've all endured emotional pain. And we're all on this journey. Together. No one in this room should be allowed to hurt alone. No one. So how is it that we should live? I want to read you a quote. I can find it. Ah. Gratefulness is an attitude based on our beliefs. We cannot control our attitudes, but we can control our feelings. It's a simple concept, isn't it? But not easy to live. Brother David puts it this way. By living the gratefulness we don't feel, we begin to feel the gratefulness we live. Let it sink in with you. I'll read it again. By living the gratefulness we don't feel, we begin to feel the gratefulness we live. my good friend and, and member here, uh, Scott, who's one of our young adult leaders, um, has this to share about what he and his family are going through right now. 
Um, his grandmother recently passed away, and um, he gave me permission to share this from him. This is his reflections on his grandma Velma. This Thanksgiving, the family will be assembling once again, but this time at my house. We celebrate our family and thank God for all of the blessings he has showered on our family. We will once again be celebrating, but this time we will be celebrating and remembering the life of my grandmother, Velma Polk. It will be undoubtedly a time of mixed emotions. It will be one of sorrow as I miss grandma and her cinnamon buns for breakfast. Her pies that make up a sub-meal after the main Thanksgiving dinner. And her ever-present smile and cheerfulness. In some sense, this Thanksgiving is not the first Thanksgiving without her. She's been ill with Alzheimer's disease for over six years now. Every holiday, more and more of her has disappeared as her memory has faded. Last year at Thanksgiving, she couldn't remember my name and could only describe me as Julie's son. She still cooked and baked, but we ate at our own risk. However, despite her new quirks, there were still things that made her grandma. She could still play favorite hymns on the piano for worship. The house was still clean as a whistle, with everything in its proper place. And she was still happy and cheerful, with a smile on her face. Even when her house was filled with people, she probably thought were strangers. As Thanksgiving Day approaches and the Sabbath of Grandma's memorial, I know that it will be a different kind of Thanksgiving. The laughter, the happiness, and joy of life will be mixed with tears and sorrow and pain of mourning. But I know that I will and do still give thanks to God. I thank Him for my grandma and her influence on my life. I thank him that Grandma was a woman who loved me and showed it, who loved her family and showed it, and a woman who loved Jesus and showed it. A love so deep that he guaranteed on the cross that death is only a short sleep. So when those trumpets blast to wake those who have fallen asleep in Jesus, I know that I will be singing praise and thanksgiving to God as I spot my awakened and healed Grandma Polk. This is a story of someone who has acknowledged sadness and is still willing to have an attitude of thanksgiving, an attitude of gratefulness, because of his beliefs, because he is part of a family here that will walk with him and live with him. Robert Robertson, or Robinson, excuse me, was born in 18th century England. 
And he was born to a, a poor family, and his father died pretty early on. And when he was 14, his mom sent him away to London to learn the trade of being a barber. And while he was there, he got caught up in a crowd of of other young boys, and they would go around town wreaking havoc. And one day they came across a gypsy. And so the, the group of boys went up to her, and they surrounded her, and and they demanded that she tell them their, for, their futures. And this gypsy looked straight at Robert and she said, you are going to live to see your children and grandchildren. Now, living in 18th century England, Robert didn't know if this was a blessing or a curse. But he decided that if that's what's going to happen, he should go out and search for meaning in life. So that's what he did, and eventually he came upon a church, and he accepted Jesus. A couple years later, he became a pastor of the Methodist Church. And at the end of his sermon one day, he shared a song that he had written, called, Come Thy Fount of Every Blessing. It's a great hymn. It's a hymn that we've sung over and over again in this church. It's an autobiography of his spiritual journey. In the second verse, I don't know what just happened. Oh well. In the second verse, he has a quote from 1 Samuel 7.12 where he says, Then Samuel took a stone and set, up, set it up between Mizpah and Shen. Let's try this now. Ah. Between Mizpah and Shen and called its name Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. This stone of hope. As we journey together and live as family, I wonder if I can encourage all of us to recognize that as we are going through our times of grieving, whenever that may be, that we can still live together with an attitude of thankfulness, and of gratitude. And can I encourage us that we will look to God and recognize that He is the Ebenezer, He is our stone of help, our eternal supporter who encourages us to be showered by the living water flowing from the fount of every blessing. Will you stand with us? as we sing in response to this.
Father, as we look forward to that day when we'll be standing and dancing in your court because we are filled with joy and thankfulness and gratitude. Until that day, may this community be a place where that is safe. Amen. <laughs>